Welcome to the Clinical Pharmacist podcast, where we discuss interesting topics related to clinical pharmacists in general practice. My name is Runa. I'm your host. Uh, I'm the clinical lead of CPS and the training and development manager of Clinical Pharmacist Academy. We're doing something a little different for today's podcast. I'm on my own and I'd like to share some information with you all. This podcast will be useful to those of you who have not yet secured a primary care role, either because you haven't had much success in your applications yet, or you haven't applied yet and are hoping to apply soon. So I frequently get asked for interview tips from pharmacists who are applying for primary care or GP surgery roles. So I thought I'd come on here and share what I've learned after heading the recruitment process of hiring dozens of pharmacists in the last year for primary care and GP practice roles. I've read over 300 CVs and applications, interviewed dozens of pharmacists, assessed clinical competencies and as well as asking just general questions from pharmacists. And when going through the applicants, some pharmacists immediately stand out as great candidates and some not so much, unfortunately. So I'd like to share some insider information today on how we identify good pharmacists. The selection process is actually not as complicated as you might think. So what can a pharmacist do to increase their chances of securing a primary care role? I've come up with a list with my top 10 tips to increase your chances of success. So let's go. Number one, if you don't have any experience in the primary care sector yet, share something that shows that you've taken some steps to prepare for the role, such as undertaking some shadowing experience or some online training perhaps, or at the very least share what you read or know about the sector. So just show that you've done some reading at least. Number two, share something that shows that you're proactive about identifying your learning gaps and upskilling yourself and take responsibility for your personal development. Even if it's something as simple as reading nice guidelines, MHRA alerts or BNF treatment summaries and just sharing some specific examples of what you've learned recently through that reading. Number three, Share something that demonstrates your willingness to learn and take on new challenges. This is because the learning curve is very steep, especially for those of you who are new to the role, and you will have to invest some time and effort into developing your skills and clinical knowledge, particularly in the first three to six months at least. So this is no place for those who do not like to be out of their comfort zone. Number four. So this one might sound obvious, uh, but it's still a common problem, believe it or not. Have good spoken and written communication skills. And I'm not talking about foreign pharmacists, it's native speakers that can't get this right sometimes. Grammatical errors throughout your application are an immediate turn off. Number five, correctly follow instructions during the application process. And this includes returning forms in good time. Poor timekeeping and not paying attention to detail is another turnoff. And we know that there's no room for error in this industry. Number six, remain professional throughout the interview process. Having good rapport does not equate to professionalism going out the window. Responding to emails appropriately and being polite goes a long way. Nobody wants to work with someone who's unprofessional. Number seven, having basic knowledge that a pharmacist is expected to have such as knowing EGFR ranges for normal renal function or normal blood pressure ranges. Being rusty in community pharmacy, for example, is not an excuse to forget basic clinical knowledge. You are expected to stay up to date as part of CPD. Number eight, 
Demonstrate that you're able to make clinical decisions and have good judgment. So you may be presented with a clinical scenario during an interview, which requires you to make a clinical decision. And this is a common thing in primary care. So although you may not know the exact answer and be able to mention specific clinical details, you should be able to gather key information, consider the most important aspects and arrive at a sensible conclusion. Number nine, ensure you understand what the pharmacist's role in primary care entails. There's lots of information online and you should at least be familiar with the PCN DES contract. And if you don't really know, how will you know what you're getting yourself into? Don't think you can just walk in on your first day and start treating patients because this shows that you underestimate the knowledge and skills required to practice safely and competently. And last but not least, number 10, probably the most important of them all. If you are asked a clinical question and you do not know the answer, don't think you can just blag your way through it because there is actually a clear right or wrong answer and we do know the right answer. So confidently blagging your way through it only shows that you do not take patient safety seriously and that you do not respect evidence-based practice. If you don't know the answer, it would be better that you just say that you don't know the answer, but follow it up with something like, I would check this particular reference source, for example, to find the answer. And then perhaps you could add on something like, it could be this, but I would have to check as I'm not sure. So there you have it, my top 10 tips to increase your chances of success in securing a primary care role. Some simple do's and don'ts for you. I hope this gave you some insight into what employers look for when hiring pharmacists for their PCN or practice. Do some reading, polish your CVs and showcase yourself as the great pharmacist that you are. If you've applied for a primary care role before without much success, do not give up and apply again, even to the same organisations because your application will be looked at again and I know we do that. And that's it from me for now, take care and good luck. This podcast was brought to you by Clinical Pharmacist Academy, supporting pharmacists to transition into the general practice sector and accelerate their career as a clinical pharmacist. For more information about our academy, visit cpaweb.org.uk. Thank you.